You're talking about the Day of Atonement. Where do you like to read from to get all of the information that you have on all the Jewish holidays? You know, I read from a lot of places. Obviously, the best place you can read is the Bible itself, and the more versions you use, the better you're going to be. There's a lot on the Internet that you can study. There's some great websites. A guy that has a site called Hebrew for Christians, the number four, Hebrew for Christians. I thought you were going to say Hebrew for dummies. (laughs) (laughs) I could do that one. (laughs) Now, Hebrew for... For Christians, it's you know it's really a good insightful thing. He he digs you into a lot of places, and there are just so many people that want you to understand and grow in these areas. And so, yeah. you know, there's a lot of uh, obviously there's some crazy ones out there too. Yeah. So you have to avoid that. But there really is. Uh, we are a blessed people. You know, we jump on the computer, we can answer any yeah. question. You know, that's uh, that's a pretty cool thing. That's a memory I have, like, growing up. Like, you're always reading. You love to study, you know? I do. I do. It's, it, it keeps me happy. And, you know, it's funny. These feasts, <laughs> especially the Day of Atonement, it answers some very complicated questions. Because I got saved when I was young. And so, you know, I, I did, from the very beginning, started reading books after book after book just to understand and try to figure out, you know, what I would got myself into. What is this kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. And... Um, one of the cool things that the Day of Atonement answers is this whole blood thing. It then is so complicated. When you think about it in our modern world, this whole idea someone's going to die, they're killing animals, and now persons, well, what in the world? Where is this coming from? And the Day of Atonement is a beautiful picture of why that is. Mm. So God told Moses, the life of the flesh is in the blood. So just wrap your brain around that. That's Leviticus 17. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Now the Hebrew word that's been translated life, nefesh, is the word for soul, which means God sees our sin in our blood. That's where that comes from. Hmm. We also see that through confession. Sin can be transferred to an innocent substitute, specifically to its blood, since that's where the life, the soul, abides. This prefigured the substitutionary death of Jesus for all sinners. Now, notice the sin was transferred to the blood, and the blood was poured or sprinkled and wiped on all over the sanctuary. And what it accomplished is it would transfer the sin to the sanctuary. So the sanctuary, which was the tabernacle or the temple, the sanctuary uh, accumulated the sins of the people. So all year long, whenever they're performing any kind of sacrifice, the sanctuary is soaking up the sin, in a sense. Mm. So once a year on the Day of Atonement, this is Leviticus, Leviticus 16, once a year on the Day of Atonement, the priest would make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions for all their sins. And so he shall do for the tabernacle of meeting, which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness. So think of it as this this tent or this building, this room, all the place where all the blood is being dealt with is soaking up all the sins. So once a year, you've got to clean that place to uh, to pour out all the sin from it to make it clean again. Mm. And that represents Jesus is the tabernacle. He is the, the temple. He is the altar. He's all the pieces of that. So we're always to look and realize that this God of ours, who made all of this stuff down here, in the image of what is actually in heaven right now. There's a tabernacle in heaven. We see that in the book of Revelation. So 
If a sacrifice was made when the sinner confessed his sins, this is a daily thing, twice a day, in fact, for general sins, why was another sacrifice needed later? I mean, the, you, you, all you do in, this, in, this, in Judaism is sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. Hebrews 9 says, The sacrifice of the Day of Atonement was for the people's sins committed in ignorance or thoughtlessness. All sins require atonement, just like all forgiveness follows repentance. But since these sins were committed in ignorance, repentance was determined by the general attitude and the behavior towards sin on the Day of Atonement. It's a very unusual day in the whole concept and the picture. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you shall afflict your souls. The Day of Atonement was the most solemn of all the feasts. On other feasts, the people were to do no customary work. But on the Day of Atonement, you're to do no work whatsoever on pain of death. The Day of Atonement was the Sabbath of Sabbaths. Any person who is not afflicted in their soul on that same day shall be cut off from his people. Any person who does any work on that same day, that person I will destroy from among his people. So it was a day of judgment in which repentance of all sin, both known and unknown, was determined by afflicting your soul. So it's an inward attitude. Plus there was this outward symbol of obedience, the Sabbath of solemn rest and fasting. So it symbolized their willingness to obey all his commands, which of course they were not doing very well at. How long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. And it's still that way. We still disobey the Sabbath. We still don't follow that rule, which was literally the seventh day of creation. We have yet to obey that one well in 6,000 years. A profession of repentance for faith didn't cover all future behavior. They had to continue in repentance and submission. This is a good one for Christians to wrap your head around and realize. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and mortality, he will give eternal life. That's Romans 2, 7. Hebrews 7, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So in other words, sin is continuing on so much, so must the blood. And Ezekiel 18, but if a righteous person turns from their righteousness and commits sin and does the same detestable things the wicked person does, will they live? None of the righteous things that person has done will be remembered because of the unfaithfulness they're guilty of and because of the sins they've committed, they all die. So one of the other sides of the Day of Atonement is it helps you remember that this need for the, the cleansing is a continual thing. Jesus only died once for all of us, but we can't get in this mentality, I've prayed a prayer, I'm good to go, and off I go in living in sin. So it works both ways.